I thought last time we did this, you roasted me for saying, as you can see, as you when could, we do a podcast. As you can not listen, because we scrap this podcast three times. <laughs> Alright, I feel like this is an open that we can just not do this. Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. This is episode 27. We're heading into ninth week after a short hiatus because of the Thanksgiving holiday. We certainly hope everyone listening had a great time over the short break we had. Miles, and how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was pretty good. I got to travel and see some family. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Loved going back to white suburbia. As you may have noticed, it is just me and Austin in the booth today for this skeleton crew of an episode. So we are back to the original duo. Back to the old days of the Maroon Weekly. The boys are back in town. So, the first story this week is news that the university has officially restricted the Class of 2022 Facebook page to members of the Class of 2022, and unlike other class pages, will not be allowing upperclassmen or students outside of that class to join the page, for example, to talk about RSO meetings or whatnot. What was the university's stance on this? So they said in an email that, quote, class Facebook pages are losing their intended purpose as a vehicle of communication and platform to develop and preserve a meaningful community before and after the students matriculate in the fall. Some upperclassmen have expressed dissatisfaction with this decision, especially because new student organizations typically find a lot of success advertising events and announcements in class pages. In addition, some upperclassmen have raised concerns that this will make it difficult to bridge the gap between the various classes and might segment the university community further. The next story we have is regarding the shooting that happened at Mercy Hospital in the city. So there was a shooting at the Mercy Hospital in Chicago's South Side, which left four dead, including a police officer, a doctor, a pharmaceutical assistant, and the gunman. The university's trauma center treated multiple of the victims, including a CPD officer who was fatally shot. The police superintendent was at the trauma center, as well as the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, to host a press conference regarding the shooting. Two of the gunshot victims were brought to the trauma center to be treated, while one of them was taken to Northwestern Med for treatment at their trauma center. This is notable because it is the highest profile mass trauma incident for UChicago's new trauma center, which opened in May 2018 after years of campaigning by community activists. Last week, the Maroon reported that the Secret Service had intercepted some suspicious packages that had been sent to the Obama Foundation. It turned out that there was no hazardous material in the packages, but it did result in some street closures on 53rd and, a, and an increased presence of police and fire trucks. The last story for today is regarding the email Dean Boyer sent out to the college this past Wednesday regarding university housing. So in this email, Boyer laid out three changes to the housing system. The first of the new changes is that students will be assigned an academic advisor based on which house they are placed in going forward. Second is that housing assignments will now be assigned in a random lottery for incoming first years as opposed to when their deposit has been sent. According to Dean Boyer, this was in response to criticism that was leveled against the university because they felt that it was unfair to students with that were weighing financial aid packages um, that might have to wait longer until they are able to decide that they can put down their deposit. The third change lined out in the email by far caused the most controversy on campus. And this change said that starting with the class of 2023, students will have to live at least two of their years on on-campus housing. Students quickly took to social media to express their unhappiness with the new two-year housing requirement. There were a variety of criticisms leveled at the new policy. However, the most vocal opposition to it seems to be that 
it placed an undue burden on students who are already marginalized by the university's housing policies. In addition, a lot of criticism was leveled at the idea that this could be a cash grab by the university because they're building a new mega dorm and they need to fill it with beds. Um, a lot of members of the college have pointed out that it's cheaper for most students to live off campus than on campus, and only a select few students have their financial aid package cover housing enough to where it's cheaper for them to live on campus. We would like to highlight that Dean Boyer's stated reasoning for the new policy is to increase house culture. In the email, Boyer said that living, studying, and socializing in our housing communities has a deeply positive impact on student intellectual engagement and well-being and that the two-year residential requirement will give students deeper ties to this supportive environment and the resources it provides. Time for this week's Sports Corner. Seeing that it was Thanksgiving week, there were only two men's basketball matches this past week. The Maroons men's basketball team beat North Park 87-68, but they dropped a match to Lake Forest, 75 to 61. Go Maroons! That's all we have for you this week for episode 27. We hope everyone has an excellent ninth week as we approach the end of the quarter. The end is in sight, everyone. We can pull through this quarter together. Music for the weekly is produced by Aaron Senden, Kenny Tapalavega, and Andrew Dietz. Thanks to Ben Kent and the Tyler Logan Cage staff for our audio equipment. This has been Maroon Weekly, and we'll see you next week at 9 a.m. on Monday.